Good evening. You're listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I am your host for this week, Liana Hafer. And we are joined once again by our good friend, freelance writer John Bolding. How y'all doing today? And we have a couple guests this week from the Well, There's Your Problem podcast. Uh, we welcome to the show for the first time, Alice Caldwell-Kelly. Hi. And a voice you might remember from our City Skylines episode way back, Justin Rosniak. Howdy doody. And we are going to be talking about Workers and Resources Soviet Republic, which is a city building game that does not work uh, much the same as other city building games you might be familiar with. Uh, John, since I think you've played like six, seven hundred hours or something of this already, uh, <laughs> why don't you walk us through what exactly is Workers and Resources Soviet Republic? Workers and Resources Soviet Republic is, if you have heard any of our year-end shows, I think for the last several years, actually, I talked about <laughs> this game on all those. Um, it is a city-building game which has uh, a lot to, to ground you, has a lot in common with games like uh, Transport Tycoon or uh, Transport Fever, except it is ta it tasks you with building every building. Um, not only are you building every building, it is a command economy simulator in many ways. So you are building every building, every railroad, every bus stop, every bus, every factory, every mine. And not only are you doing all those things, you are then telling them where to go. So you do everything. You are in charge of everything there is to be in charge of in this game. Communism it, is when one guy tells everyone <laughs> what's going to happen, and you are true. the big communism builder. That's true. You are you are a communism, and you do a communism in this game. You that are is... the will of the people. <laughs> so and so, follow up question: Why in the world would I want to do that? <laughs> because it is sweet as hell. <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's this brilliant game, and. It's the kind of game that can only be made by people who lived it. And that, I think, is what makes it such a fascinating game, right? SimCity is the way it is because the people who made it grew up in an America that was built that way, in at least, you know, in its own head. And mm. so when someone from, I don't know, Slovakia, for example, plays SimCity, they see America. They don't see the kind of local governments and habitations and resource structures and factories they grew up with. But this is, this is that game made from their point of view, right? This is the game that's made with buses from the Soviet Union and the, the Eastern Bloc countries from the 60s. And it starts in uh, the earliest start date for this game is 1960. And you can set it to be sort of historical. So new... As new technologies and vehicles are developed, they become available to you. And so much of this game is a, a sort of sense of nostalgia for this vanished Warsaw Pact uh, ec economic system, right? Yeah, it just nostalgia. no longer exists. It's a kind of nostalgia, right? It's a, it's a rose-tinted nostalgia where political corruption... Uh, wouldn't necessarily get in the way of how this economic I'm, I'm system sorry. functions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm hearing revisionism. I think we're gonna have to stop the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, no. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so, so John's obviously played a lot of this and, and, you know, you have, like you said, you've talked about it, you know, on all of our year end shows until you finally convinced me to actually get into it and play it a little bit more. Um, Alice, what exactly was it that, that attracted you to this game and got you to play it as much as you did? Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I actually got into this game because of Justin's video where he expresses his <laughs> angst, uh, for like, uh, a good, what is it, like 10, 20 minutes of people <laughs> calling asking in, yeah. asking, hey, Justin, have you heard of this video game, Workers and Resources Soviet Republic, over <laughs> and over and over and over again? And I was like, huh, I haven't heard of this game, Workers and Resources Soviet Republic. Sounds pretty cool, though. And, um, like, I got into it. I got it on Steam, and um, I, I have, like, just shy of 200 hours in this so far. And the thing is, what it, it's, it's a great time, provided you are able to surmount the cliff that is the hostility this game shows anyone trying to learn it. Yes. Once you've yes. done that... <laughs> Much like you are doing big communism dwarf fortress here. Like it's not quite on that <laughs> level of complexity, but the level of hostility to you trying to learn it is very similar. You're absolutely correct. And it's definitely one of those games where in lieu of having a user interface, the designers just gave up and made windows. Yeah. It's incredibly communist. It's fucking rules because it, like it, the user experience has not been considered here. It's <laughs> it is a it is perhaps the most logical way of setting this stuff out, but it's also the most unintuitive one. And you will learn. You will do a four year degree at the Vladimir Lenin Technological <laughs> University of this game. I'm renaming my tech university in my city. Like literally right now, it's opening. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, that was what one of the problems for me trying to pick up this game is that you know it doesn't it doesn't work any way like I would expect it to, and of course rather than trying to learn, I of course just got confused and upset. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I think the key to learning this game is that you have you are the big communism builder, right? And that means you have to do everything, and that's so foreign from something like SimCity, or even City Skylines, where at some point something is someone else's problem, and you have to, like, you zone stuff, and then people just build it on their own. Not the case. If you want to build housing, you have to decide <laughs> what that housing block is going to look like, you have to decide where it's going to be, and then every single brick, and every single dude who puts a brick on top of another brick is going to have to be arranged by you, based right. on your studies at the fucking video game logical <laughs> university. Oh, you, you can't you can't uh, you can't produce concrete prefab panels yet. Oh, I guess you're gonna have to build brick houses, bitch. <laughs> like that is how this game treats you. Yeah, you you can import stuff, but like it'll cost you, and it does. So, yeah, uh, Justin, was there like a specific moment where you just like hit like a level of frustration where you just couldn't take it anymore that you remember? Well, I was like, okay, I gotta build a factory. Now I gotta build some apartments for the workers to live in. Then I build a bus from the apartments to the factory. And I was like, okay, now they're gonna go work at the factory. And then none of them did that. And I was like, what? Oh, I have to, I have to tell them to go work at the factory. They don't they have no. These people have no autonomy. These people have no. Right. That which is not forbidden is compulsory. 
And um. <laughs> I must say, though, that since the game launched, the little people in the game are much better at doing things than they used to be. They used to not even move to new houses without you telling them to. Oh, no. <laughs> They used yeah, to be got, bring down okay. a government order to relocate them. Yes, they they the technically could, me, but they were really bad at it. The other thing that got me confused is I I didn't feel like I could set up like an intuitive transportation network that you know had things like transfers. You know, like you know, multiple people can get to multiple destinations via one or two bus lines. It's like no, I have to set up a bus that goes directly from every apartment building to a factory. No, there can't be any general purpose lines yeah. for any reason. You can't get off the bus. There's a guy with a gun at the front of the bus, and you're not allowed to get off the bus until you know you get to your destination. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. you can't. You can't have multiple people sharing one bus line. This is communism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, th the first big hurdle for me, and the thing that made me rage quit for the first time, was um, something that is a public utility, and it was it was electricity supply, right? Because like. Uh, normally, normally, uh, like say in, in say in a sim city or a city skylines, right? Like you you build a power line to maybe a substation, and then either in a radius around it, or like um, in a certain area around that power station and that power facility, everyone has power. Here, you it. click on a power thing, and you will have you are confronted with two gauges for voltage and amperage. <laughs> <laughs> that's and they have, that's wattage for you yeah. in America. And they have they they have like uh, painstakingly modeled these gauges. So you look at these things and you're like, what the fuck does this well, mean? Why do I need to know what well, the Alice, voltage of this? Mm. Alice, if you don't keep track of voltage separate from wattage, then you can't have both brownouts and blackouts. <laughs> But like, no, it, it's not even that we're keeping track of this. It's that you, the player, are keeping track of this. <laughs> That's, we're true. Not, we're That's not the just, real truth. We're not just have, monitoring this as a hidden. There are no hidden variables in this game. Do, do it's you have all like step down trans? Are there like step down transformers? So you yes. gotta supply yep. oh, seventeen yeah. and a half kilovolts to uh, apartment buildings and stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Turns out, turns out you can't do the SimCity thing of just building a town directly next to a power station and being like, "Yep, fill your boots, come and get your electricity." You have to. <laughs> it turns out that produces electricity at a kind of at a at a level that people cannot just plug into the wall. Oh yeah, you plug in. You plug in the. Um... Uh, you get full main strength uh, going straight to your television, and it sort of, ex you know, it becomes like an IMAX theater, and then explodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's supposed it's to work. Tiny Soviet television. <laughs> well, that that you imported if you didn't produce yourself. Right. Let's be very clear. <laughs> doesn't even broadcast at night. Signs off around eight eight in the evening. <laughs> It also oh, yeah. tells you not to go to church, which is a thing you can do in this game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's another great thing, right? Is that if you are doing communism as you should be, right? Because this game does not force you to be a communist. You can be relatively capitalist in this if you want to be. But uh, this is the first game I've played that gives you like a need that people have, like a bar to fulfill. Uh, so like it'll have like clothing, um, food, housing, and then it has one bar that you should not fill, that you should ignore, and that's, I want to go to church. And the correct answer to that is, <laughs> no, you will and be shot. Not. 
<laughs> in fact, I, I one of the things I love about this game is if you start if you start a game with uh, a pre-made country, so there's already old style city buildings and stuff on it. It'll start with these churches and mm, they're there. You can leave them alone. You can keep them around for as long as you want. People will go to them or not go to them, depending on their personal preferences. But you can never build more churches. Fuck you if you want more churches. <laughs> so so the one thing I, I didn't quite get far enough to see, and I'm curious about, because you can sort of do this economic alignment with either the East or the West. You can basically trade in, in you know dollars or rubles, depending on which side you want to import things from. Yeah, two two ha- two sides of the map, which is a square map, uh, uh-huh. go to the west, and two sides go to the east. And there are various pre-placed border crossings and trade stations yeah. and electric uh, interchanges. One of the dev diaries talks about our beautiful square republic, which I really appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's very good. The yeah. People's Republic of Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can do arbitrage if you want. Like if if stuff is worth less in the east than it is in the west you can fully just import a train full of i don't know coal or tvs or whatever in the and and like from the soviet border ship it across your square republic and sell it for profit in dollars i never thought about doing that yeah i do i do like a lot the um the fact that they use two different currencies because you know that's that was one of the problems with the ruble was that it was not directly convertible into any other currency um, you know, just because it was more of a tool of state planning than it was a real currency. Yeah, <clears throat> so so you can you can do that sort of uh, east versus west kind of tug, and then you know whether or not you want to let people still go to church. I'm curious down the line, does that have any like further gameplay implications? Like, do you ever get a chance to like align yourself more closely is, with an ideology? Or? I, I feel like this is kind of one of the things where it's still early access, right? It is. Yeah. Um, is, yeah, is I should have said like, that up front. This is an early access game. There, 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 yeah. there are sort of world events now, but the, the effects that those have are mostly in terms of like goods prices and stuff. Uh, I would like to have a more sort of tropical system of uh, ha- having your sort of government loyalty and your your international your foreign policy have an effect, uh, but that's that's sort of down the line. They're not gonna. That's not on the horizon yet, which it really should be. Yeah, the only effect that things like that the specifically the government loyalty bar and the uh, I think the the religion bar to a certain degree, like if they were really religious and they can't fulfill their religious needs, or if they're not loyal to the government and they're not all their needs aren't being met people will escape which is a, a statistic Republic right? flucked yeah they will Uh-oh. flee to the west across the border which is no bueno can't have that um you cannot have that no that's that is uh, you get your brain drained going and then you have to you have to i mean there's no boot berlin wall option to my knowledge no this is there's a no, thing there's there's not this is this they is will my literally biggest walk. problem with this game is that like you have you know this border infrastructure but you have no way of guarding it you have uh government loyalty but no way of enforcing it that yeah. it is technically a stalinist utopia in that there are no cops the people police themselves <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no uh there's no gulags yeah there's no gulags, there's the gulag. no kgb uh, it's yeah. weird that there's no cops i've always thought that that part was was quite strange Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like right. after the revolution, we won't need them because citizens will arrest themselves. <laughs> oh, point, yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I just, I yeah. just finished playing like a full communism run of suzerain, and I can tell you that you do need oh, police. Suzerain rules. Yeah. I tried to not have police, and that didn't turn out that well. Um, Shout yeah. out to suzerain! What a good game. 
we just did an episode on it uh or rob rob and uh, sin vega just did an episode on it it's very good oh yeah yeah um yeah so there's there's there are these things that are unfinished i think they've said in the in the menu like in one of the menus that like a further update down the line is going to expand on the politics systems and stuff so it is it is, I mean, it is literally a re, more of a resource management game at this point. Yeah. You know, it, in, in an yeah. extremely on-brand move for me, <laughs> I am in the comments under every dev diary, hammering the table, begging them to give me police officers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. curious if they ever will. The game's very much modeled on, like, Czechoslovakia, right? So it's mm-hmm. this weird east-west border state that can't go too hard because it's so far away from Moscow that it's sort of hard for them to exert absolute economic will without sending in the tanks and they've been very explicit that sending in the tanks is never going to be something that happens in this game yeah damn it it's it's czechoslovakia come on give me give me, give me a little of. bit of tanks yeah just 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 as a treat just just i mean yes, this is yes. the thing right if, if you so, want to you can pivot entirely to i'm going to import everything from the west i'm going to buy everything from the west i'm going to do everything in dollars i still have to have a centrally planned economy but like all of my uh all of my buses all of my trains uh, all of my planes and stuff are going to be western models that i've bought in uh but like the actual effect of that is sort of negligible. You're just switching one variable for another. Yeah, and I imagine it would be nice if they're in the future, I would want some kind of political event to do something like the Soviet Union sanctions you for being a filthy pig. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, other than fighting the interface, what is the long-term goal? Is it just to see how big that you can get, you know, your your communist utopia sprawl well like it's 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 still self-guided but i would say the goal is to produce as much as you can self-sufficiently because importing stuff and then transporting that stuff to where you need it is very expensive and it gets unsustainable quickly so like i think the goal is if a guy in uh say like revisionism grad needs a tv (laughs) he gets a tv (laughs) that's like built entirely out of parts that are produced from dirt in your country and that is an interesting thing because they do give you access to all of the base resources you would need to make anything you want which i thought was kind of kind of a little bit odd like that you 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 don't you can get to a point where you don't have to import anything because you just happen to within the square republic have you know <laughs> rich iron deposits and rich coal deposits and you know uh, i mean you can tweak some of it in the map settings um did either of you get to a point uh john and alice where you had a fully like autonomous republic that didn't need to deal okay no 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 that's (laughs) (laughs) because it's extremely finicky to do right you have to genuinely arrange all of these logistics yourself fighting this interface and so if one if if one truck or worse still one train is in the wrong place at the wrong time it just backs up and it causes like a blockage that cripples your entire system and then i rage quit yeah you have to be i could i couldn't even get a farm to work 
Farms are a pain in the ass because, especially if you have seasons on your farm, that you discover a real problem uh, with farming. Mm. It's productive at one quarter of the year, and then after that, you have to like store those crops and then use them, you know, appropriately over the rest of the year. Which... Yeah, it turns out it seems like the better option is not to farm yourself. Instead, you make you know the good Soviet tractors. You know, <laughs> you get right. other people to farm. Well, that's yeah, it's very true that. The game's economy is balanced in such a way where you don't truly need to engage with certain aspects unless you really want to. Like, you can never produce clothes and food and mm -hmm. basics like that in your own country if your country's really good at exporting steel or whatever. Or the eternally productive one and the one that I totally recommend just going for it if, if you're interested in getting this game your first time around just build a fucking oil refinery and make everyone yes. in the country work at it and just exactly. export gasoline you, know, you don't even need to do that you can get those petrodollars simply by pumping it out of the ground in enough volume that you can fill a train with tank cars of unrefined crude oil <laughs> ship yeah. those to the border and just make bank I mean, you could go full Soviet Union and just not produce consumer goods at all and not import them. Um. <laughs> People get mad, but, like, not that mad. I mean, the, this is kind of a thing, right? For communism. What, yes. what, you, what, what happens, one unintended consequence of this communism game is that if you play it on, on an unpopulated map, uh, it becomes a colonialism simulator, right? Because you have literal terra nullius, in which you are going to extract material wealth and send it to the border for money. And that becomes your, like, main goal, is not looking after these these settlements that already exist, but, like, rooting through this countryside for uranium or, or gasoline or whatever, and just sending it all back to the motherland. That's very true. And I personally don't actually enjoy playing the game that way. I think I don't I, I don't I like it. I like number go up. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Everyone like it when number go up. <laughs> little, little, yes. little tiny train, little tiny model train fills up with crude oil. That number goes up. It goes to the border. It makes a like cool noise. Then it goes to the border and it unloads that. That number goes down. The number of rubles in my bank account goes up. I appreciate that a lot. Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong to appreciate that. <laughs> Let me be clear. See, I, but, even... <laughs> oh, I, I love the problems that this game can saddle you with right off the bat. One of my favorite, the map I'm playing for my city right now is one that is, uh, it's like a, a straight of water between two chunks of land, right? And there's a little, you know, a little pocket republic here somewhere in the Baltic Sea. And the guy who was in charge of this Soviet republic before you sucks. And so everything is sort of broken. There's like a half finished mega highway from east to west infrastructure uh in your country oh, you're taking over one of my save games and so yeah so you're taking <laughs> yeah, yeah. over one of alice's save games it's a total because... shit festival but <laughs> it's because of the revisionism right, yes right, of yeah. but once you scrub all the revisionism out you've got your you've, it's fixed it's done right i i like the struggle to industrialize these countries where all these people live already right like you need to get education to these scattered populations before the infrastructure falls apart and your knowledge base is gone right you need to find jobs for these people to do very quickly and you need to balance running out of money with 
being able to produce enough things while still employing and feeding everyone that yeah, you can make have money. Have you considered that by doing this, by providing a sort of sustainable development path that uh, addresses people's needs and concerns and makes their lives materially better, you're ignoring what you're supposed to do with that money, which is deranged public infrastructure projects. <laughs> yes. Have you considered <laughs> that we could get every bulldozer in the country to level a perfect cliff in the middle of our square republic and then build a, 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 like a conveyor belt that goes around it for no reason other than I like watching a conveyor belt go? I have I... considered that. <laughs> and I'm now going be, to do it. It would be interesting if there were some more like geography in the game, right? You know, I, I could build a, a bizarre. I could build like uh, Stalin's railroad to Sakhalin. Yeah, uh, I could do like I could I, I could try and develop the Kamchatka Peninsula. You know, something crazy like that. That'd there, be fun. There is in <laughs> fact a, a Kamchatka map on uh, oh, on, the I'm on the Steam right now. <laughs> the workshop the workshop is great that's really the mvp of this game see maybe that's, that's right, what i need that, to like, try yeah because i haven't even been through the steam workshop yet i've just been using the default oh it's, it's actually it's genuinely really good uh like pretty much every um sort of building category has a bunch of things in there so like if you want to build churches in your in your republic if you want to do revisionism you can just download a bunch of churches <laughs> off of the thing yeah, I thought and, it'd be fun to convert some of my transport fever mods over to workers and resources. That so would I rule. I could export Western locomotives to the West. I um, want to buy a bud car in petrodollars. That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the other interesting things I feel like that with that people have played other city builders um, might be surprised by this game is how like in-depth it models like the process of laying down infrastructure where you know you have to have brick a worker who by brick yeah it's it's yeah. it's uh it's it's like you have the the road grader and then you have the guy that comes and lays down gravel and then there's like multiple layers of pavement you have the and, guy who shoots yeah. the guy who lays down the gravel <laughs> exactly. for doing his, the wrong ideology yeah, these are all these are all separate yeah. unions and there will be a big fight <laughs> if anybody steps outside there no, it's all, it's all, yeah. No, they're all official states, state sanctioned unions. True, so, right? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> and I mean, also, one other thing here is that it does give you a bit of compatibility. You can make this stuff easier on yourself if you want to. You can be like, yeah, no, I don't need to do the full education simulation, or I don't need yeah. vehicles to have fuel. But that's that's bullshit. What you should do is that's set also every setting to complex <laughs> and then just enjoy having all of your trucks run out of gas in the middle of your east-west highway uh um, like and, and then you gotta like you know set things so every single apartment building goes through different things so it's like i build two identical apartment buildings but this one is full of doctors and this one is full of coal miners yeah just <laughs> like in the soviet union yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so like I, I agree. I think it's the coward's way out if you start turning mechanics off. I think you should play it the most. <laughs> you're not really playing workers and resources if you're not playing with all of the weird cool things about workers and resources. <laughs> um, but then even things like, you know, storing grain, John mentioned, uh, the fact that, like, you know, 
pavement can like dry <laughs> like if you leave it alone for <laughs> oh too yeah long. things like oh, that yeah. so like the, my yeah. favorite thing that comes up over and over on the forums for this game it makes me laugh my ass off every time it comes up is someone who i don't know because of who they are in life or because of their age or what have you doesn't know that you can't just store asphalt it's not how asphalt works no. <laughs> that's true you can't you can't just like it wasn't until very recently that we had giant boilers to store tons of asphalt at once. And even that's just stupid. And we shouldn't that's do funny, it. Yeah. So every once in a while, someone will be like, how do I store asphalt? And the whole community you, will you say, don't. you, you don't. fucking can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can, you can store. Cause like basically your quantities of goods are measured in tons as any good Soviet bureaucrat would. You tons can of store, clothing, tons of food. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So you'd have like 0.6 tons of clothing in a store, but like you can store <laughs> maybe like one ton of asphalt at a time if you need to, and that's pushing it. Um, but you, you you don't need to. It's a limiting factor. It's there for a reason. Um, you know, eat shit, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> it is great, and I. I feel like we we glossed over the construction stuff a little bit, and that is one of the more interesting parts of the game for people who've played other city builders, and it is very detailed, and construction has things like phases, so like if you're building a large building, it will start with groundwork, it will start with excavation and foundation laying, and when you're building something like, say you build a steel mill, it'll take, it's like a thousand people need to work on that steel mill to dig the groundwork, because it's a giant fucking steel mill. Right, right, uh-huh. Yeah. And so I love that you can genuinely engage in these massive multi-year long-term projects that just don't exist in other city builders, even when that same end goal does exist in those games. So like you are looking at a game where if you want to build a giant four-lane highway across your entire country, it is going to take years yeah, a it guy's going to have is. to dig that. And then another guy is going to have to audit that guy for ideological correctness. <laughs> yes. And then another you have guy to coordinate have to audit that guy. <laughs> and and you have to coordinate all of it because you are communism. Yes. yes. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Again. It's, it's a great refreshing change from something like, well, any other city game, as you say, where like the framing comes up, it comes back down again, and there's a building there. Right. Yeah, and like this this is a game where you're like, yeah, which kind of university do I want to build? Do I want to build like Video Game Logical Institute? I yes. I love this part of the game. There are three university types. There is a medical university. Yeah. Sure, that makes sense. Okay. There is a technical university. Sure, that makes sense. Then there is also the headquarters of the Communist Party. <laughs> yeah. That is the third type of university you can build. What is that? What does the third one do? I never got to the point where it, it was actually giving education. So uh, it, if, it produces people with university each, level each, educations. Yeah, for each, the, and then it shoots the, them. They, yeah. <laughs> no, they can they can staff uh, certain sort of bureaucratic offices, but also uh, you need a city hall in an area if you want to see statistics about it, right. which you will need to do because this is a numbers game. And you will need to look at these spreadsheets. But those spreadsheets don't just appear from nowhere. No, somebody has to write those spreadsheets. And you can only write a spreadsheet if you have been properly educated in Marxism-Leninism. It's true. 
<laughs> yeah, just like real life. Yeah, we can't just have people going around making spreadsheets. That's that's yeah. exactly right. Honestly, yeah. though, I I read what is to be done, and then my Excel skills got like four times as good. <laughs> I'm applying the lessons of dialectical materialism to this Excel formula, and it's yeah. going really well for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the, the education system, it's it sort of, you know, creates, we might call them, you know, pop types if I was talking about a paradox game where, you know, certain people can only fill certain jobs if they have a certain level of education, uh, which... I yeah, people are uneducated, basically educated, or university educated. Right. right? And yeah, you, I, you don't need to be that smart to dig bauxite out of the ground, but if you want to run the bauxite reprocessing facility... You better know a lot about uh, basin superstructure. Yeah, and, and basically, I just never built any schools, so I was just like bringing in educated immigrants, basically, to yeah. do all of the big brain stuff. Is that a viable strategy long term, oh, yeah. or do you eventually run into? You can, you can, you can even do the reverse, where you uh, just like fully educate everyone to the highest possible standard, and then fill giant apartment blocks with what it describes as immigrants from the third world and just have them do the the manual labor so yeah. if, if you want you can you can just do uh dubai complete with a petrol oh, nice. state there you go yeah yeah i like i i like totally the idea of importing all your educated people like you just you you start handing out money to like the most radical members of uh students for a democratic society or something to get them to defect <laughs> it's, that's totally what you do though right like you you just hand out stacks of rubles to make educated immigrants appear in your country and you can do the same with other kinds of immigrants i think it's fascinating that a process which is automated in other games because of the kind of state you're supposed to be representing here there's not just immigration without the state's intervention no, you have just to stamp those visas here. yourself. Yes, yeah. you have to. A little, a little window opens up, and it makes you start playing Papers, Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta get the yeah the Papers, Please to Workers and Resources Save Game Converter. That's oh god, <laughs> that's the dream. Yeah. No, so the one well, that the I was talking about is the other you just day, stamp all of them. Because <laughs> I want the I want the Hearts of Iron Four to Workers and Resources <laughs> yes. Save Game Converter, yeah. right? Where it's like after you win everything as the Soviet Union. You just first get you, to like, yeah. First, you obliterate Europe, and then you kind of rebuild it. Yeah, <laughs> but incompetently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like that. Like, um, as well as just turning these these systems off, what it also lets you do, and in some cases, sort of requires you to do, is buy your way out of them. Like, until you have a sort of baseline society set up, instead of building stuff brick by brick, you're going to have to use the auto-build thing, which is more like SimCity, right? Where you you put the thing down and it happens automatically by draining money out of your um, right. out of your central bank. Represented uh, by uh, paying workers from other Soviet countries to come build it for you. Bring all yeah, the yeah, resources exactly. and everything. Yeah, I'm curious if, if it would make sense at some point to do like a mixed capitalist option where you could like zone stuff out almost like SimCity and just be like private investors oh, come revisionism. build whatever you oh, yeah, think. I was about to say so that they... sounds pretty pretty dangus to me yeah. Yeah. Full on <laughs> special economic zone yeah you know yeah yeah that, that would be an interesting it would be it would be fascinating and yeah I like uh that 
those ideas are open to the design space and the modders of this game. Mm-hmm. Just weird stuff Actually, like that. That's not revisionist because Lenin did that with the new economic policy. Yeah, we Lenin. don't actually that's, talk about anything fine. that Lenin did. <laughs> See, we don't talk about we like had to have Comrade Stalin come in and reorganize according to socialist ideals. You can't just legalize homosexuality. <laughs> Listen, yeah, they, that's fucked up. They said sending in the tanks is never going to happen. We're in the clear. We can do whatever we want. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What Entering is- username Imre Nagy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, I, I do wonder if the reason why they haven't done cops yet, which is such a glaring hole in their game, is just they're afraid of like the you know victims of communism memorial Ukrainian SS division uh, former <laughs> members association getting yes. mad at them, and they're just like, yeah, no, we're just not gonna, yeah, yeah. Not gonna do that. Yeah, also, I, I will point out, I'm on the the workshop right now. There is a map that is uh, a, a, a a topographical map derived from a, a Vladimir Lenin's head. Some <laughs> <laughs> of this doesn't surprise me. I mean, now I'm gonna I'm gonna print screen this and I'm gonna post that in the Discord chat here. But I okay. I really appreciate that. Um, the modding community for this game rules, just in general. It's I'm a great. Big fan yeah. Of it. It's the kind of game where, like, you know how for for games like Transport Fever, you'll have someone who will committedly catalog every single type of steam locomotive that was built in Great Britain between the years of 1960 (laughs) and 1984. This is that game, except someone's like, oh, yeah, every single kind of car that was made in the GDR is going in this game. (laughs) Now, see, see, this this should be this is something that I would say. I don't want to download this. I want this to be my goal in the game. It's like I want to transform <laughs> to terraform like, a plain square country into a relief of the head of Lenin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're yeah. All... Let's let's see the uh, let's see the Ukrainians try and tear this monument down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look what we done to the Crimea boys. <laughs> <laughs> Crimea just an upside down Lenin face now. Well, it's right side up to the Australians, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, sure. yeah, you know the capitalists carved their leaders into a mountain. We 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 did not stop there. <laughs> uh, we want this to be seen from space. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so John, you were mentioning there's like a lot of vehicles in this game, and it seems like it's more. For just like the historical authenticity, like I didn't feel like there was a ton of utilitarian difference between like all of the different yeah, trucks that I could pick. Absolutely is, and that's one of the things about really? this game that rules. It tracks grade and level and terrain and uh surface type. So like if you buy a bus with shitty engine power and send it back and forth up the side of a mountain to your mine, you're going to have a bad day. So That's there's why, actually a like V3S all day. Yeah. Is there actually like a breakdown chance based on like what kind of jobs that you're sending it on or No, it's simply that they will go much slower, right? Okay, okay. So like a, a powerful engine will simply accelerate faster. It, it simulates that level of depth with stuff. Okay. And so like you can skimp and buy a crappy slow accelerating bus for around town work on a paved road because it doesn't really matter very much, right? It's not going to go up a bunch of hills. It's not going to have to fight very hard. Uh, but if you want to haul steel from your 
fact steel mill to uh, your construction yard or what have you, you better be shelling out for a flatbed truck with a badass engine that you definitely bought from the Americans. Yeah, and like it's interesting yeah. because it, it it gives you the politics of traffic engineering, but in a very different way to city skylines, where the traffic engineering in this game is like. I have let too many private citizens buy cars from me, the big communism builder, and now they're holding up my like convoy of logging trucks or whatever, which is a very different ideological proposition from everybody just has a car on their own, I expect them to, they generate that when they leave their house. Which brings us to my second favorite genre of forum post about this game. Yeah. People complaining about how much space parking lots take up. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, you were showing me some of these, John, yeah. They are hilarious because uh-huh. people don't, it's it's like they have blinders on. They don't realize that, yeah, parking lots take up a shit ton of space. That's why the communists didn't like to build them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's but almost John, like cities, a bus it's... or a train is so much more effective as a use of space. But well, John, I mean, in, in city skylines and in real life, I just go to my destination and then my car folds up into a suitcase like Inspector Gadget <laughs> and I go on with my day. Well, in the in the actual Soviet Union, um, if you if you were lucky enough to uh, get a car or you were patient enough, uh, usually there was no parking lot near your apartment. You would park your car in a garage on the outskirts of town, and if you wanted to use your too. car, you would take the tram out to your garage to get in your car to go, I don't know, drive to the dacha or something, right? Oh, there, there's a bunch of garage mods on the workshop for this exact purpose. <laughs> That rules. Like, also, I will point out that you have to, unless you're producing them domestically, right, which is a pretty high-level process to just be building cars. It takes a long ha- time to get up to. Y- yeah, yeah. you have to buy the licenses to build those cars, you have to build the cars and then ship them. If or you're trying to just, like... build up the uh, brain infrastructure to design cars yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're just trying to uh, just, like, have some cars to sell at a car dealer, then you have to buy and import every single one of those individually. So you get to choose like the color and the make and everything. And then you decide who it sells to. The default setting is you can only even get on the waiting list if you have a university degree. Wow. Just like it should be in real life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think you need, you need party membership at least. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and and then, I, I'm, I'm a horrible person. After the Shadow Empire show, now that I'm going to say this on a show, everyone's going to be like, John's actually just a fucking totalitarian. But <laughs> I I did that. I only let people with university degrees who worked for the party have personal cars because I was like, well, you know, it's okay if like the mines don't work so great for a day, but like I can't have the the party headquarters or like the town hall or the radio station not working at peak capacity. That's right. Because then exactly. people might become revisionists. Because then, then people <laughs> might become, you know, wrong thinkers. They might want to yeah. go to church or something. And yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, um, you gotta you gotta keep the people in charge happy. If you don't keep the people in charge happy, they won't be able to repress the people who aren't in charge properly. <laughs> Which again, I cannot stress enough how weird it is that there are no cops. Everything yeah. else about this game is set up in that sort of authoritarian way. And then and when like, you go, so, yeah. it's so weird. There's a fire department, but there's no cops. 
451. All crime is taken care of by the firefighters. <laughs> you know, I think that must be what it is. That's what the that's what the firefighters are doing 99% of the time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, just going around and breaking people's kneecaps. Well, the other thing that I found really interesting, the more that I played around with this, that like I started to kind of realize the potential of the fact that like things things will work exactly how you tell them to work, whether that makes sense or not. You can do things that, you know, like a SimCity type game would would not let you do, but also kind of make them work. Like having a small town where every single person in my town lived in like a gigantic, like ridiculous East Berlin, like apartment block. Yeah, just one giant apartment block. If you want to make people Uh. get a cable car to work, because all of your houses are on top of a mountain and all of your workplaces are in the valley underneath it, you can do that. Yeah. You need need that for uh, defense against the uh, capitalists. That seems a little bit backwards. Yeah. So everyone, everyone can like if the if the enemy invades, everyone can like shoot down from their state issued uh, <laughs> apartment with their state issued AK forty seven. This is the the People's Republic of the Vale of Aaron. Uh, yes. yeah. um, On the other hand, I uh, I actually do do the opposite. I like to build if I'm a, if I like a mine town, I will leave a corridor through the center of it so I can put a giant cable car way up to the top of the nearby mountain where all the mines are. It's very satisfying. One of the things that I like a lot is, and this is why I prefer the unpopulated maps, is it scratches my sort of sandbox need, is you can just decide de novo, okay, this is a nice piece of flat ground. The capital's here now. I'm doing Brasilia <laughs> stuff. I'm going to build all of the nice roads and stuff, and then I'm going to build brick by brick all of the um, all of the like nice buildings, and then you all are going to move out of this historic city, and I am going to demolish it, because I don't <laughs> like where it's located. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also am guilty of having... The first game I ever played, I did that. I built like a fortress city up in the mountains and made everyone move from every city on the map to live there (laughs) so the other the other thing the economy of that state completely failed by the way (laughs) yeah because every time i've tried this it's i was about to say yeah Yeah. you need to really need to emulate successful communist leaders uh like i don't know ceausescu or um (laughs) let's say uh uh, yeah, it's was... really a shame that you can't build bunkers in this game. Um, oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah, where, <laughs> where are the some bunkers on this one? Is my yeah, question because like yeah. they, they, there's there's some really sort of out there stuff on the workshop. It's great. There's like there's a guy who's been I'm... doing uh like future communism like 2050 brutalist apartment blocks oh, and wow. stuff, and I, I love, really appreciate. I love that, that idea. Yeah, yeah. it's nope, it, the game does sort of no hard bunkers. end in 1997. It doesn't actually mm-hmm. force you to stop playing, but there's nothing new going to happen after that point. Uh, and so I think that's where the modders are going to come in. Mm. See, I, I, I just finished playing Evil Genius too, so I'd love it if they added something where like CIA will try to infiltrate your society and you have to find, figure out who they are and <laughs> like track them down. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll I think that the modders are going to have to do that, but yeah, let's go would, for it. No, yeah, that that would be a modder thing, I would think. But uh, yeah, so so I got you know I got about a good twenty-ish hours into to my little mining town. Um, what I'm really curious about, I'm, I'm suspecting the answer is going to be no. But when you do get you know very very much further down the line and you're having to manage all of this stuff, 
is there anything any mechanic that gets introduced that helps you with like scalability or even just like troubleshooting of these very very complex interlinking systems so no (laughs) (laughs) that's the short answer the long answer is no Okay. Because I found even at the size I that was at, said, it was kind of hard to figure out like where the actual problems were when something went wrong. That is a major yeah. flaw with this game right now. Is it has very yeah. few, if any, notifications that tell you when something is going wrong. If you're not paying good attention, and I've had this happen. In fact, it happened to me two days ago. I wasn't paying attention to a little like little side city I had that produced like lumber and iron. I wasn't paying attention to it. I just sort of left it alone for a while. Didn't look at it for an entire winter. And I went and looked at it and every single fucking person was dead. Yeah. The whole <laughs> city was dead. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I'll just show the up at a thou- power The plant thousand people who lived there had been wiped out because yeah. I of revisionism. Ax- because of revisionism. <laughs> yeah. No, it, because I had failed. I had, I wasn't paying attention and I had accidentally failed to supply the heating plant and therefore like the road wasn't getting plowed to the heating plant and people weren't going to the right bus station to get <laughs> yeah, on a bus to go to the like, heating plant for right for want of a nail the kingdom is lost and it was li- yeah it was literally for want of a nail yeah. every single person in that city died and the game never told me that was happening i only noticed because <laughs> i went over to the steel mill and i was like why don't they have any iron ore <laughs> Yeah, no, hey guys, like has anybody has anybody talked to anyone up in Murgut City recently? See if they could send down some iron ore. No, I haven't heard from them since October, y'all. I had I had an unfortunately Stalinist moment where I like as I built my towns out and I gave them more stuff to do, like I gave them sports playgrounds and stuff. I was like, wait a second. I'm having brownouts. Why am I having brownouts? And the reason why I'm having brownouts is that now that these guys have something else to do other than work in my power station all day, they're not working in my power station all day. I have to demolish all of these leisure activities, otherwise they (laughs) might use them. And when they use them, the fucking lights go out. (laughs) That's the the first new mistake I think everyone makes in this game is not setting up dedicated bus routes straight to the fucking power plant over and over forever <laughs> yeah you know i feel like i would show up to a power plant to conduct like an ideological review on middle management and there's just like a guy standing in the corner just like hitting himself in the head with a hammer and it's like why are you doing this and I'm like i'm following your orders exactly to the letter this is what you told me to exactly do exactly as intended yeah so it has so, moments of sort of like the 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 tabletop game paranoia here yeah in that like you're you're less the will of the people sometimes and you're more friend computer yes issuing issuing a series of like contradictory and impossible orders and people are like well i got to do it or i'll die so (laughs) yeah no i I would like it if maybe they had a little bit more of a sense of self-preservation like to the point that they would maybe at least send someone to let you know if everybody Uh, is dying because the heat is turned off (laughs) it is it is certainly a a game in need of more development time Uh, yeah 
the fundamentals yeah, I mean, are there on a lot of stuff, but like the the polish is just lacking. That, a lot of that, that's it would adding be a lot in like individual updates. Like the last one, they added like uh, air transport. The one before that was uh, nuclear power. The one before that was Ooh. like boats. So like you can have a you can have a complete nuclear fuel industry complete with like spent reprocessing and stuff. Yeah, which is great because I I love that. You can take your old fuel and you have a couple options. You can find somewhere on the map where no one will ever want to live again. And you can just <laughs> dump it all there and irradiate yep. the shit out of it. And yep. that's kind of wash your hands of it. Or you can literally pay to export it. It has a negative value on the world market. It's going to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. It is going to New Jersey. I like the idea that it, instead of the game having notifications, someone actually has to physically get on a bus and go to like the Communist Party headquarters <laughs> yeah, exactly, to tell you yeah. what's going on. That would be that would be the funny option there. You yeah. say that, but that's that feels like the kind of choice that would be made in developing this game. Was like, no, you're not going to get notifications unless there's an effective bus route from the city hall yeah. elsewhere to the headquarters. Otherwise, no one's going to tell you what's going on. You're going to have to go look yourself. Yeah, if if they can't get to you because the road isn't plowed to the town where everyone is dying because the road isn't plowed, then you just won't know what happened. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, so, would 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 uh, would would you recommend Workers and Resources Soviet Republic, uh, Alice? Uh, and who yes. would you recommend it to? I would recommend it to uh, people who have my similar brain problems, who <laughs> would like to take the opportunity in in our sort of hideous world of, of monstrous current events to briefly secede to form a square <laughs> communist republic where you do everything yourself and it feels like tinkering is the thing that's what i like about it i'll just kind of i'll load up a game of this and i'll just be like sort of moving around the edges of i'm just gonna slightly adjust the trains here i'm just gonna get this one thing going and that that'll do me for like an evening uh, so I'm I'm quite happy with that, and I think if that appeals to you, then you're going to have a great time with this game. If, on the other hand, you want an accessible, um, easily understandable, uh, fast to learn, uh, it, it sort of readily rewarding game, then I would not play this. <laughs> I would I would not only not play this, I would actively avoid thinking about it. Yeah. Because like eventually you'll convince yourself that it won't be you that think, bad oh, and you can totally it, play I'll it. Try it. Yeah, like I've, maybe I've those tried people on every that podcast. Other city builder on on the fucking Steam Workshop. Maybe now, no, no, it's not for you. Don't, don't play no, it. No, you will not no. have fun. Still uh, do it, Justin. Do you think this is something you'll go back to, or you want to maybe wait for more updates? I might, I might, I might give it another shot tonight after we record the next podcast. But then again, I might not do that. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I might, I might, ta I might pick it up and then be like, I, I can't, I can't do this. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I feel like I want to give it another like concerted shot. Um, uh, John, who do you think this game is for? I think this game is for people with the same brain problems as Alice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a drop that we use on the Trash Future Twitch stream, which I, I feel like applies here. Uh -huh. Well, Alice, it seems we both got autism, haven't we? <laughs> there you go. I, yeah. yeah, I this game appeals to me because I care about things like logistics and minutia in profound, deeply rooted ways that 
probably are strangely unhealthy. But <laughs> I think that if you're the kind of person who loves infrastructure, who loves transit and who's really interested in the way this kind of stuff works and in trying to produce it yourself and reproduce functional systems. And also if you're the kind of person who like me gets irritated when games have, for example, like you, you take the iron ore and then it just goes directly into a steel plant and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm infuriated and my week is ruined. (laughs) This is a game for you because you have to process that ore first. Yeah. I mean, I, this this game uh like you put 500 hours into it and technically if the soviet union had still existed you would technically have had a master's degree uh from (laughs) the video game logical university of workers and resources soviet republic and you would be eligible to purchase a car after a five-year waiting period hell yeah all right well uh justin and alice thanks for being here do you guys want to uh, plug your podcast before we uh, get out of here Sure. We do a podcast called Well, There's Your Problem about yes. engineering disasters, which has slides. It's on YouTube. It's on podcast apps. Uh, I have another podcast called Kill James Bond, which is uh, me and two friends going into why the Bond movies are terrible and why James Bond is a bad person. <laughs> I'm also on a podcast called Trash Future, which is about uh, why technology is making you miserable. Because I can't stop being on podcasts, and it was a pleasure to be on this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Absolutely. Uh, well, this episode uh, was produced by me, and Three Moves Ahead is hosted on the Idle Thumbs Network. You can join the discussion in the Idle Forums at threemovesahead.net or follow us on Twitter, where we are at 3MA. Uh, as always, Three Moves Ahead is supported by listeners like you on Patreon. You can learn more at patreon.com slash 3MA. We will be back uh, next week with another episode. Uh, So for Alice, for Justin, and for John, this is Liana saying goodnight.